This is a Soul Fire production. You're listening to the Simply Be Podcast, episode number 239. Well, hello and welcome back to the show, my beautiful, beautiful friends. I am your host, Jessica Zweig, and welcome to the Simply Be Podcast. I am just so excited to drop in on another incredible, incredible episode, incredible interview. This was a conversation that really, really opened my heart and I can't wait for it to open yours. So before we get into today's guest and the magic of how this conversation can help you tap more into the power of alignment by owning your message, owning your look, owning your authenticity, allowing yourself to be seen and shining brightly in the world, which is what we're all about here on the Simply Be podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm your host, Jessica Zweig. I'm so happy to have you. If you're not new, of course, welcome back. I am honored to have you week to week. Every conversation is really for you, for all of you to really open up what's possible when it comes to, yes, building your personal brand, which is what I'm about, what my whole business has been built around, the Simply Be Agency. We're an internationally recognized personal branding firm, as well as my book, Be, which is just so beautiful to see still living in the world so big and brightly. I wrote a number one bestselling book called Be, A No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself. And there it really is, y'all. That's my work, to teach you how to increase your self-worth your purest confidence in who you were born to be and how you can magnify that and amplify that and articulate that into the world so that it comes back to you in the form of abundance, in the form of, yes, net worth, opportunity, money, manifestation, the right opportunities, clients, team, exposure, community. And the trick, the key, the secret sauce is being yourself. That's what it means to simply be. That's what happens when you simply be. And here on the podcast, we, we unpack that singular concept in so many ways. We talk about how to actually build a brand, how to actually build a platform, how to scale your message through better marketing and strategy, how to impact new audiences with the power of PR, how to become a true entrepreneur and a leader within your organization, in your life, and all the tactical things that I love sharing and teaching. But we obviously dive into so much more on the show. We talk about spirituality. We talk about aliens. We talk about light codes. We talk about activating your unique DNA that is so needed in the world. You know, I I was just at my retreat last week. And if you've been following along, I hosted this incredible retreat called Claim Your Light for 17 incredible, powerful women who came in from literally all parts of the world to, yes, dive deep, of course, on their businesses and their branding and learning how to scale six, seven, eight-figure businesses, but really taking them inside of their souls and being a mirror and being a reflection more than anything of their truth. And that's the magic. That's the sauce when we really build a brand, which is really an act of self-empowerment and self-actualization, what's possible when we do that. And I was so lit up by that retreat. I'm doing another one. I'm hosting another Claim Your Light retreat and sacred container 
happening in Nashville in October in 2023. So in just a few months from now, if you're listening to this, we're planning an incredibly intimate, highly activated, deeply embodied spiritual experience along with all of the business branding and leadership training that I know you want. And I, I'm just so excited to fully launch it and open up the doors in just a couple of weeks. So if you haven't yet joined the wait list, because the wait list is growing and it is the first audience that is going to get information and access to sign up for that retreat. And you don't want to miss it because it is going to be a very small group and the people on the wait list are going to get first dibs. So I'm leaving that link again in the show notes, jessicaswag.com backslash sacred dash container dash waitlist. So head on over to the show notes to sign on up. And I really loved today's guest for so many reasons. One, because he is somebody that is embodying all of the above, his magic, his talent, his creativity really has built a career in which he has monetized his creativity in such an impactful way, completely on his terms. He is such a unicorn original soul and has taken steps day by day for decades to really build a platform, a multifaceted business that taps into his genius while really being of service to the people that he serves. And I just think he's an incredible example of what's possible when you integrate your talent, your authenticity, your spirit in service. And that's really, really what I teach at Simply Be in every which direction. Now, I've had conversations with you guys in the past about photo shoots and why they are so important and how to prepare for them and how to you know, bring the right team and get the music right and get your vibes right and hire the stylist and bring a, a hype woman or a hype man to just make sure that those photo shoots really glean the best of you because they're so important, right? For building personal brands, we need pictures. We need f- fire photos of us that make us feel so proud and inspired to share our message, to share our faces, to share ourselves with the world. And I've talked about this from my perspective as sort of the, I guess, subject matter of the photo shoots. But I'm really excited to bring on my guest today, Nick Unkin, to talk about what the photographer brings to the table and the point of view of the artist who is capturing your essence. And we talk so much about the magic of a photo shoot and how it really is a spiritual activation, but also what to truly understand from the lens, the guy or the girl behind the lens who's taking you on this journey and how to really make the most of not only your photo shoots, which I think is a beautiful asset to, of course, know how to do, but just how to shine and show up in life like every day. I just had a dear friend of mine who has been really resistant to photo shoots. She's like, that's not me. I don't really want to be seen in the light. I don't really care. I don't, you know, it's not my thing. And I actually coached her through preparing for her photo shoot. She's going through a massive rebrand right now and she needed new pictures. And I like kicked her butt and I was like, make a date, hire the photographer, hire a stylist. Here's your mood board and go. And I literally saw her the day after her photo shoot and she was a different person. She was alive. She was confident. She was like so much in her joy. She's like, why have I waited a couple years to do this? This is something I should do all the time. Because if you make the right moves when planning your photo shoot, it can be a spiritual activation. It's far more than pictures that you use on social media. It's 
an invitation into remembering who you really are and why you deserve to shine and to be seen. And a lot of people, I think, think of the world of personal branding and they're like, yeah, not me. And maybe this is not you because you're here listening to my show and you know what I stand for and you're all about it. But I still think there's a part of all of us that has this this humility, which is a beautiful thing, which is necessary in the path to, you know, self-actualization and personal growth. But we shouldn't be too humble. We shouldn't be too timid to step forward and own who we are. That's you playing small. And as I said at the end of my book, B, on the final pages, if you've not read it yet, spoiler alert, and if you've read it, then maybe you know, I said at the end of the book that being your brand is not just your greatest opportunity, but it is your greatest responsibility. And if you don't step forward and let yourself be seen and you don't impart your magic, unique, DNA-activated, one-of-a-kind gifts into the world, you are doing the world a disservice. And this is really what I cracked open in the women who went to my retreat. I just love being able to work in person in real time, high touch with people and remind them of that exact fact that they are literally doing the world a massive disservice by playing small. And so I can't touch and reach every single one of you in person. Instead, you're here on this podcast and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And I really hope that today's conversation and every conversation for that matter is nothing more than that permission slip and reminder. Because if you do not do it, you are letting the world down. You're literally disappointing the cosmic reason for your being. And that includes an infinite number of souls that need your message in the world that you don't even know yet because you haven't fully stepped forward and allowed yourself to be seen. And I hope today in my chat with Nick, you are reminded of that. So who is Nick Onken? Well, first of all, he's dope. He, he's just, he was one of those people I got connected to him through a mutual friend and I saw his website and I was like, I need to know this man and he needs to be on my podcast and we need to go deep and nerd out on the power of personal branding. So he really is a creative alchemist. He's a world recognized photographer and he's been in the world of photography for many, many years. And he'll explain kind of how he found his path to really unlocking an abundant career that is just really, truly aspirational. And as a result, I mean, he has shot Justin Bieber, Jay Shetty, Jessica Alba, Lewis Howes, Ed Milette, Gabby Bernstein, Dr. Shafali, Bono. He's next level, you guys. He's the real deal. And not only is he one of the world's most recognized personal brand photographers, truly behind the camera of some of the most world-recognized thought leaders, authors, spiritual teachers, celebrities in the world, but he's just this brilliant entrepreneur who's created a creative business that not only amplifies his art as a photographer, but amplifies his art as a custom hat designer, making a bucket list for me to eventually one of these days buy one of his hats. They're nuts. But he's an entrepreneur who has really created so many different ways for you to truly alchemize your brand identity through the power of photography and storytelling. And my conversation with him today really goes into a million different directions. 
you're really going to learn so much about the power of tenacity. I truly related to his story of being, you know, broke as a joke, having no direction, succeeding and then failing, succeeding a little bit more and then failing epically and then getting back up on your feet and, you know, letting these moments of great success impact your ego and thinking that you've made it only to have to take 15 steps backwards in order to climb out of the hole and find your own resilience and self-belief. And that is really one of my favorite takeaways from today's conversation. And so this is one of those episodes, whether you're preparing for a photo shoot or not, you're going to learn so much about the power of building a path, a life, a career, an art on your own terms. So without further ado, here is my incredible, incredible conversation with the dope, phenomenally talented, incredible soul, a light worker, Nick Onkin. Nick, you are one of those people that came into my universe and I was like, I need to know him. And not only do I need to know him, I want to work with him and I want him on my podcast. That was my immediate reaction. So thank you so much for making my, my dreams come true today. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. So you are so incredibly impressive. You know, we're going to talk about our, I think, alignment on our, you know, soul beliefs around the space of creativity, entrepreneurship, personal branding, but you're just top dog in your space. But I know that it wasn't always like this. And you refer often to your, your ramen days. So can you, can you take my, my audience back to your ramen days? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, the ramen days were my starting out days. I was I my first career was a graphic designer. I went to school for that till, you know, started doing this is way back in like God, when was this? A long time ago. <laughs> Before digital photography actually like was a thing. So I went to school for for graphic design, was doing that. I was working at a, a book publisher doing book covers, designing book covers for self-publishing company and then went freelance after that and just started doing my own design work. And then, and that was kind of where the ramen days began, you know, when I moved out of my parents' house and I was like, I was living, I literally was living in this basement, tiny little basement apartment or room in a house in the basement of this, of this house. And I was, you know, paying like 350 bucks a month for rent, my electric bill now, (laughs) but (laughs) Those are the ramen days. Like I would make like a, I would make a, like a spaghetti dinner or ramen dinner. One of the two, basically the same, they're noodles. And I would just, cause I wanted to save money. So that I put all my money into investing in my business, buying equipment, buying whatever I needed to really create this life. Because obviously when you're starting, you, you're just like, I don't have any, all your money goes towards your business and like your rent and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So I was trying to get my expenses as low as I could. And that being eating ramen and spaghetti <laughs> multiple times, a, multiple times a week, you know, one, one meal would like last like three or four days kind of thing. Right. So how many, like how many date, how many meals could I get out of one, you know, yeah. $10 buy-in. And I say this all because like, yeah, like it takes a bootstrapping your business and bootstrapping as a creative takes a lot of sacrifice in that sense of like, what can you cut out of what, how can you minimize your expenses to be able to put all of your 
resources into building your business, buying your equipment, investing into your art and your creativity. Like that was my whole purpose. I read how to, I read the four hour work week way back when, and that was a huge game changer for me, even though like I kind of took his principles and applied them to my world. Right. I, you know, cause his, like, like Tim Ferriss, his principles in that book is like, yeah, design your life. And he's like, you know, make some sort of online business and go on vacation and do the thing. Right. <laughs> so, however, the concept of, uh, designing your life really like applied to me as a designer, as a graphic designer. And so I kind of applied those principles. Uh, so yeah, those were kind of the ramen days. And then as I started as photography, I started taking photos for my, once digital photography became good enough to use on the computer, I started taking photos for my design work. And that's how I got, that's how I started oh. photography. You know, I took a photography class in high school and college because they were part of the program, but I never even thought about it, right? And oddly enough, I have this photo of me as a little kid. I should probably send it to you too, of me with a camera. And I, I don't even remember. I remember taking pictures as a little kid, but I didn't, you know, I would have never thought I would be a photographer today, ever. I didn't even, when I was doing graphic design, I didn't even know photography was an actual career or a business. I didn't even know you could make money at it. It's <laughs> wow. amazing. Yeah. So then I, yeah, I, I started shooting. I ended up going, convincing a nonprofit design client of mine to split the expenses on a trip to Africa to build them a photo library. And I literally had no idea what I was doing. So another big risk on my part, I was just like, I pitched them the idea. They're like, great, let's do it. So I got paid to like go to four countries in Africa and four countries in Europe. And that was like a huge life-changing like experience for me because a, it was my first time in the developing world, which completely shifted my perspective on just the way that I see the world. Yes. Experiencing people that have nothing yet, they'll give you the shirt off their back. It's so, wow. you know, it was so powerful. And I didn't even, I got back from that trip. I didn't even know, like, it took me a while to even integrate and figure out what, like, what I just experienced. And then too, like, just the, my passion for photography came through on that, that trip. Yeah. And I started like the universe was moving me into that direction, whether I realized it or not. And I connected with a photographer in Seattle and kind of started hanging out with him and assisting him. And he kind of, oh, he opened my eyes to like the possibility and to the idea that it was even a business and that I could make money with it. So that's kind of how I got my start. And then I just was like hacking at it. I was like, okay, I want to be a commercial photographer. This is what I want to do. How do I reverse engineer this and figure out how to wow. do it? So it took me years, you know, a couple of years later, I got my first job for Nike. Yeah. So I want to, I want to talk about that. I know that was a huge pivotal moment for you. Before we get there though, I just want to say that the, the ramen story like really resonates with me because I think we all have a ramen story. The, the grit and the, the sacrifice to use your words, just sort of the, the humble beginnings that so many successful people really have that I just really want to shine a spotlight on because, you know, you've created like such a beautiful, insanely aspirational career as a photographer. And it's important to know those, those moments when you're living in a basement for 300 bucks a month. Like <laughs> I, I remember building be out of like the shittiest little office with no windows and like a dark corner of like a broken apart building. Like that was where I started, you know, in so many words. And so just listening to this um, evolution is just really inspiring. And, and so I know you got this call from Nike that kind of changed everything. And I want to, I want to hear about that moment, but I also know that it wasn't everything you thought it was going to be. And actually like it taught you more about being an entrepreneur 
than maybe you originally thought when Nike called. Can you so tell us about that moment? <laughs> yeah, you've done your research. <laughs> yeah, this this was like so. I got a call. I was this was two years probably into me playing around with photography. I was doing little jobs here and there. You know, it was like portraits, small commercial Seattle stuff. I would do like I was shooting weddings. I was shooting whatever, whatever I could, however I could get paid to click a camera was like what I was doing. So I got this call and it was the week before Christmas and no, five days before Christmas on a Monday, Christmas is on a Saturday. And they were like, Hey, this is, you know, some so-and-so producer from this agency in New York. I'm living in Seattle at this time. I'm like little Seattle photographer guy, you know, and get a call from New York. I was like, Whoa. He's like, your friend gave us your info and uh, yeah, we, we have this shoot for you and it's shooting like Ben Roethlisberger, Brian Urlacher, Mariano Rivera, all these huge name sports players. I'm literally writing down because I have no clue who they are. No <laughs> I clue. That. I was like, oh, I got to Google these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, yeah, yeah, cool. God, what's that? How do you spell that again? <laughs> and so, yeah. I'm not after- a sports fan either. So I totally get it. You're like, as, as a creative artist, but all the same, they're major athletes, <laughs> to, like tier one. Yeah. You, yeah. You've been hired to shoot like them. The top, some of the top players in the world and yeah, yeah. football and baseball. Too funny. Anyway. So yeah, get the negotiated for a couple, through a couple of days, get the shoot locked in on Thursday, Christmas is on Saturday. We fly out Monday. And I don't even know, like the shoots in San Diego, at this point, I'm still just so new in my career. I have to figure out how to even get equipment in San Diego, let alone like figure out how to set up the lighting and all this stuff. And it's like, I wasn't as familiar with studio lighting, you know? So it's like all this problem solving again, it's like another risk. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll figure it out. You know, we'll make it happen. And so I ended up finding an assistant through a friend and this assistant knows all the lighting. He had all the lighting. So I just hire him to come down and like set everything up. I tell him what I want. And so this is how I kind of began my, my career, um, did the shoot, pull it off successfully. And I'm like, okay, I've got this Nike job under my belt. I'm in, I'm a, I'm, made it. I'm a commercial photographer. Yeah. <laughs> Most money I've ever made in my life <laughs> yeah. on one job. Right. And then it's like, okay, crickets for like two years in terms of like anything big, anything from Nike, you know, I was like building those relationships, creating those connections with the people. And, you know, eventually two years later, I got another job. So I took that money. I moved to Paris. I wanted to live in another country before my career started really taking off. So I, I, I did that. And yeah, it was kind of like this time where I was like, Oh, okay. I thought I was, I thought I was in. And then I mean, I'm like two years goes by and I don't see another job like that. And so it was just kind of like this lesson of like, right. You've always got to stay building and you've always got to, you know, it's, it's not, you're never, there's never a sure thing, you know, right. the yeah. most, <laughs> the, the most certain thing is uncertainty. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I was a, an actress and before I became an entrepreneur, so I was an artist myself. And I remember getting like the major commercial or the major movie and, and then, and then crickets. And it felt less of like an escalator up of opportunity and sometimes like just a revolving door mm-hmm. and the resilience and the tenacity that it takes to stay in the game. And also just the humility that can come with like those massive highs and then those moments of valleys. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think those, those valleys are what make you more than the, the peaks. 
And yes, you can hang your hat on a, a Nike commercial shoot and that gave you a lot of dough and probably a lot of confidence, but it was in that quietness that you yoked and found probably new muscles of resiliency and creativity and drive in in yourself. And I don't want to speak for you, but I mean, those two years went by and you know, you're here now. And so what started to shift for you after that that moment of of humility and, and, and those crickets, like what, what do you think it really was? Well, yeah, I will say also that that wasn't the only, the only Valley, like there's been many valleys since then and even bigger valleys, a huge Valley, but yeah, I think it, it is so much about resilience. It's so much about like how much passion do you have for what you do? Do you yes. have the craft? Like, would you do this even if you weren't getting paid for it? Wow. That's the biggest trick because other, if you just doing it for the, for the likes, for the money, for anything else, it's, it's, you're not going to be fulfilled. You're not going to like have what you're not going to have what it takes to like move through the dark times or the hard times or the slow times to get to the the peaks. Right. And then you get to the peak and then you have another, you know, thing. I think that's just resilience of an entrepreneur. And I've had to like, you know, I've gone through different iterations of it. I'm in a new iteration of that right now. Um, and yeah, it's having so much resilience and, and drive to press forward and passion for the craft and passion for what you do to be able to sustain or to be, to be able to move through it and build a business is not easy. Definitely no, not easy. It's not. So you, you came through the, the Nike peak, the Valley, you were living in Paris. And then when did you start to really feel like you were like, there was forward motion in your business and that it started to truly compound. Like, was there a job? Was there a moment? Did you have this sort of apex of, okay, I I'm going to shift my way of thinking about my business because you've manifested a lot of great things that I want to talk about. What was really going on with you that sort of clicked? Yeah, I think, you know, looking back on it. So after that two year dip, I, I got another job for Nike. And then this was like traveling all through Latin America, shooting Nike running. And then I did another job for them the, the, the year after. And so I could feel a little bit of momentum there. And it was just so much of just like, I'm pressing out. This is what I want. I was like really putting my, you know, now that I look at about it, back with at it with the, the awarenesses that I have now. And I was like, yeah, I was putting a lot of intention and forward motion into it to, to build to the space of building this career. And, you know, even though I wasn't, there was this dead spot, I was still pushing forward and, and creating forward momentum throughout this. And then that, you know, that those two Nike jobs started, I started getting a few other jobs. I got a rep and I think I moved to LA in 2006 and started kind of doing a few jobs here and there. And then I, I started going to New York and shooting for Cosmo magazine, which was bringing me out to New York. and then. I was like, you know, right around that time, I, I ended up picking up an agent in New York, a commercial photography agent. And so that's what really like boosted his career. Wow. You know, you still have to break through when you're first starting, you break through this barrier of, you know, the rep's not going to, the rep gives you more credibility, but you still have to do all your own marketing. You have to do all this stuff. And it was just kind of like the little click that I needed. And then once that happened, I started getting all these the job started flowing in. I was shooting everything from like Reebok, Nike, Coca-Cola, Walmart, like all these yeah. brands that I don't necessarily align with now. Indoor. Like, yeah. You know, back in the day, it was just literally, I would do, I would, I'd be flying back and forth, LA, New York. I would do a campaign here and then fly, literally take a red eye or fly back, 
shoot a campaign in LA, take the red eye, fly back here, have a day off and then shooting another campaign. And then I fly to Brazil or I'd fly, like I'd go, I'd be going all over the world, full productions, full, like, you know, 30 people on set, art directors, creative directors, stylists, wow, everything, the whole shebang. <laughs> and it was great. It was amazing as what it was, what I wanted. It was make I was making a lot of money and it was a great, I was building my portfolio. I was doing portfolio jobs. I was, I started working with this charity called Pencils of Promise, which builds schools for kids in the developing world. And that was in 2009. And that spawned into building relationships to shoot, you know, and then I ended up shoot, through these relationships, ended up shooting Justin Bieber and Usher and all these guys through that. And it was just like this total, I was in the height. I was in, I was like in when I was 30 and I was in the height of my career. And, you know, and then a few years later, as social media started to come on the on the rise, uh, my business started like declining, and I was like, I went into this huge emotional spiral and couldn't wow. figure out. Like, thought something was wrong with me, and I was like, couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. And and then my friend Lewis Howes got me into this emotional intelligence and leadership training out in LA called MITT, and this just like completely opened up a new paradigm and a new thought process in my brain and, and living in possibility versus limiting, limiting beliefs and things like that. And Mm -hmm. I just spawned a whole shift in my own life and and career and started my podcast, started doing all these different mediums, painting and drawing and murals. And so I think what I really discovered through that was that my, uh, my self-worth and like was coming through my career. And when my career started failing, or fall declining, I declined with it. My mental health declined with it. And I didn't realize that I was, that was where it was coming from. That's where I found out, you know, that's like kind of discovered that through the process, but that was like the second really big dip, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the valley, the second valley. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of been a, a slow build from there. And then that kind of also created a new space to play with new mediums and, to, you know, Lewis is the one that got me into doing personal brand stuff. And so basically taking everything that I've learned from shooting big brands and celebrities and global campaigns and applying all that stuff that I learned to the personal brand. Like, how do I tell people's stories authentically by with who they, of who they are and build out the creative, just like I would on one of those campaigns or a celebrity editorial or whatever it is, but with a, you know, with a, an entrepreneur or a thought leader or somebody who's, you know, building out their message. So it's really cool in that respect. And I get to hang out with amazing people too. So yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting, you know, pivot and movement and, and just leaving room for new things like making hats. And that's just like, <laughs> like a side, side fun game. And then, you know, just started doing more of it and it just kind of Thank spawned you. into like a business. Yeah, it's incredible. I want to click into your business today, but just thank you for sharing that because I I know a lot of people listening can relate, myself included, to yeah. wrapping up your entire identity in what you do and your entire worth in your career versus who you are as a person. And when you lose that career or that shifts or that declines, to use your word, just what can happen to our emotional, mental, states and the, the danger and not in, in a dramatic way, that's a dramatic word, but the risk and some just the unconsciousness of tying your identity so deeply interwoven into what you do, because what you do is ultimately going to change, but who you are is forever is intrinsic. And I often say, and I say this in my book, you know, 
just because you breathe, you matter. Like you don't have to do anything to matter. And so I sounds like you really, really went on this deep personal spiritual journey. You know, Lewis Howe's clearly a leader in that for you. But I look at your business today and it's very clear to me that you are embodied, that you are not just doing this to make money, that you aren't just some run-of-the-mill photographer you can hire for a great shoot. It is an experience with you because you are authentic. Uh, and you have found and tapped into, and I love the painting, the murals, the hats, like that in- contributes to the embodiment of creativity. I'm imagining in your life that just makes you that much more inspired as a photographer and vice versa. And so all this to say, you're killing it now. I mean, I, I look at you and I'm like killing it, not necessarily financially. I don't know how much money you make. That's not the point, but you're like clearly on purpose and you're in alignment. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's killing it. And so what does your business look like today? Like what, what is sort of, what have you manifested as of like right now? (laughs) Well, thank you. And yeah, I would say like, it's, it's definitely, it's been a new, I'm building a whole completely different business model than I was in before. And so there has been definitely some challenges with that. Like, I don't know before when I was doing photography, when I was doing commercial photography, I had, I was able to hire consultants and have mentors and people that like have done it before. And they're like, this is how you do it. And, you know, eventually that model actually stopped working because the market got so saturated. So, you know, with this business model doing personal brands, it's a whole different business. And I don't have a mentor that's done this before. Like, I don't know anybody that's doing what I'm doing. No, me neither. I haven't seen, this is why I was like, we got to (laughs) talk. Because we have yeah. the same client. We just do very different things for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's do. And yeah, so I think part of that, the challenge has been figuring out what business model works right now. For me, it's only it's been solely referrals. Uh, so now I'm building out, you know, I'm building out this Identity Alchemy course, which is, you know, basically how to build a magnetic visual personal brand from the inside out that's completely aligned with who you are. And this is going to be Identity Alchemy, Alchemy 101. It's going to be for people that are, that are, you know, that are probably have 100K revenue in their business who've got some like, you know, they've had, uh, they have work, they've, they have clients under their belt, you know, but like want to take the next level and start creating a personal brand that is, that's, that's magnetic and attractive of being, being who they are, right? That's more about like attracting people to them. And then, you know, that'll teach them how to like, you know, discover who they are, how to tell their story and then how to hire the right photographer or how to hire the right team of people to help you build your personal visual brand. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the next step for me as part of the, as part of the, the, my ecosystem of, of helping people. And then obviously like I have my, my, um, my custom identity alchemy photo shoots, which are the one-on-ones with me where I walk you through the process and help you build a creative and then the magic of me bringing, cause like that's part of, that's so much of what the photographer is, is the magic that they bring energetically, yes, the way they see the world, that the way they, that their experience, right? Like I'm bringing all of my experience of shooting celebrities and brands and global campaigns into the moment of photographing you, right? So it's everything that I see. It's how I direct you. It's how I move you. It's how I, you know, pull, compose everything that's telling your story into one photograph, you know? So my packages really create the help develop the range of who you are. So we do, you know, multiple looks, different scenarios based upon your, uh, your brand pillars and values and priorities and who you are really. 
So that's kind of, that's, that's the, that's the sweet sauce right there. <laughs> so exciting. I'm going to hire you. You know that, right? Like that's the sidebar. We're working, we're working together. I just got a second book deal and I want you to shoot me for it. But anyway, that's not the point. My, my question for you, I have this question for you. So you have shot like, holy shit, like Justin Bieber, Jessica Alba, Lewis Howes. I think I saw Gabby Bernstein, like Ed Milet, like these epic, epic, epic people mm-hmm. who I would all consider to have clearly like an it factor, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have an it factor. It's what has contributed to their success. And you work with them in this like very intimate setting where you are like literally there to pull out their it factor, like in an, in an art form called a photo. Mm-hmm. What, what do they all have in common? Like what is, if you were to define like what makes someone have an it factor, like what's that secret sauce, special sauce that you see? Could you even name it? And if so, like, can you, can you, can one find it within themselves? Like what does they, what do they need to to know or to do in order to have that level of like light? Yeah. I would say everything comes from from within, right? I would say my demographic of people that I work with are all soul heart-led entrepreneurs that their mission is to help the world. So I think that's the first piece, Yes, right? Their, their mission is to make the world a better place yes. and to help as many people as they can. And then there's also this charisma about, you know, they're a charisma about them that they're, they're very, they're experts in their field. They, they, they're well-studied. Most of them read a lot of books and like are always, you know, relentlessly about bettering themselves and self-mastery, you know, be, you know, becoming great in and of, in and of itself. So I think that's a, those are key factors and, and them becoming charismatic and, and who they are. And then they also really have a, the really top ones all have a strong message that they're putting out there that everything falls underneath. Right. You know, you talk about that in your book as well as like, what is your, your thing? What is your thing? Like, if you think Lewis Howes, you think greatness. If you think, if you hear Gary V's name, you think hustle. If you hear, um, I don't know, another example, Gabby uh, Bernstein's spirit, Tony Robbins, like your best life or your best self, you know, yeah, Richard Branson it. adventure. Like I, I say this all the time. This is the shit I teach constantly. And I love that you said that totally. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, having that, that thing that you weave all of your, your messages and your content and everything around is highly important. And that's yeah. something I've noticed within all the people that I've photographed. Love that. I hope you all took notes. That was a beautiful breakdown. So let me let me ask you about the photo shoot itself because I have one of my best performing episodes was nine tips to get ready for the perfect photo shoot. And this was me speaking as somebody that has done like 45 shoots in my life. And I'm oh. the, you know, the subject. But I You're would well love Yes, I am. I love, I love me. I'm a, I'm a double Leo. Like I just, just get over it. Like for me, like I just have, I have a lot of fire. I'm, I'm wait a double Leo. When's your birthday? July 30th. Okay. I'm the 14th. When's yours? Okay. So you're cancer. Oh no, wait, August. August? Yeah. So I'm a Leo. Hello. I am surprised. Yep. I'm Leo rising, Leo sun, cancer moon, but like you, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, you know, we love being in the spotlight, but the cancer moon in me is like the introvert that actually doesn't want to talk to anybody ever and just wants to be alone in, you know, the woods, basically. <laughs> what I'm doing something but, like that too. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need the balance. But my, my question is for you, because I got on and like talked about what it's like to prepare for a 
photo shoot to get the most out of your, your shoot as again, the subject, but as the photographer, what, what advice would you have for those that are looking to get a headshot or do a photo shoot? Like what do they need to consider? And what do you want? What would you want your clients to know and to come prepared with? Like break us, break it down. Yeah. I would say like come grounded with your energy and intention because that shows up on film. So if you're not grounded, if you're all over the place, if you're not centered, if you're not hydrated, you know, like all these things, if you're not well-rested, that's going to show up on film. And you're going to have a harder time working through that if you're not well-rested, if you're not, if you don't set those intentions. I would also say, yeah, like, you know, it's a call to your physical vessel and, and, and taking care of it. Right. And this starts way ahead of the photo shoot, you know, either need to be happy with what you look like or get in shape to make to, to a point where you are happy because like, you know, the camera's going to show what it's going to show. Yes. And you need to be, you need to have, you need to live and be embodied within that. Uh, however you look and, and that confidence, that confidence is going to show on camera as well. So those are some tips. I would say like, what else what are my other tips? Like, uh, yeah, well hydrated. It's always nice to have, if you're doing a bigger shoot to like have an assistant or yes, uh, yes. get your hair and makeup done, yep. things like that. Yeah. Bring your hype people. I like to say, like, if you've got a, a friend, a stylist, an assistant, your hair and makeup people should have the best energy if they're going to be on set with you. Like it's all about the energy and you know, you have to cultivate that within yourself as much as like the people you bring. And I love what you said about, you know, you want to, you want to feel good. And when we look good, we feel good. And that doesn't mean going in like starving yourself or losing all those weight, but just like feeling really good in your own skin, no matter what that means is I've certainly had photo shoots before where I have felt like on top of the world. And I have felt I've had photo shoots where I, I wasn't loving what I look like. And you can tell in the pictures there, you know, that it doesn't shine through. Yeah. And that's also taking responsibility for yourself and taking action before the photo shoot. You know, I feel like a lot of people that come to me, they're like in a space where they're already ready for that. They're already like, let's go, let's do this. You know, a handful of clients will be like, you know, there's some people that just don't love having their photo taken, but they know they need to. Right. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be enough. Jim quick. What he's one of those, he's a friend of mine. And he was like, he's like, I only do this. He's like, I have to like really carve out time for this because I don't want to do this again for like five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you get it right, you don't have to do it all the time. You can do a shoot once every couple of years. Exactly. But yeah, I think most, I think a lot of people that are in the personal, in, in the space of entrepreneurship or also in the space of taking responsibility for all everything, right? hundred percent responsibility, hundred percent of the time, you know, and that means knowing and understanding your vessel, your body, what you're bringing to the table, your energy, your, your, the cultivation and your intention and all these different things being in the, in the practice and the uh, alignment of that. I love it. I love it. So you're, you know, you're in this space of personal branding through the lens of a photographer and what, you know, I love that you just broke down kind of like that it factor, like I asked you of like, what do you see really successful people, you know, attuning to you and I have very shared values around the power of authenticity. And it was really cool to like meet you because we, again, do different things, but for the same type of client. And Mm -hmm. I guess my question for you is, 
you know, you call yourself like this creative alchemist, like an alchemy is like one of my favorite words. And I do believe that we can alchemize like our authenticity and, and whether you're looking to do a photo shoot or not, you know, there are people who are listening. I'm like, I don't need a photo shoot, but I want to build a personal brand. And I want to have that authenticity, that magnetism, that it factor. What is your process and what are you teaching in your course? Like how, how can people really alchemize their authenticity before they even step foot in front of a camera? Yeah, I would say like there's so part of the identity alchemy process is deconstruct, curate and become it's a three-step okay. process. So, and we're, we're always constantly doing this throughout our life, right? This is how the process even like came about. It was like, I would look back on my life and I'm reflecting. I'm like, oh, I've been doing this for years. I just didn't even really have a, an articulation to it. And so the deconstruct phase of the, of the course is really like deconstructing your, you know, say your adopted identity of, of who the world has told you that you needed to be your parents, your friends, your the society, you know, these labels that they put you into this box, right. Deconstructing what that looks like, and then deconstructing what your natural identity looks like. Who are you? Who are you really? What gifts do you have to share with the world? Like, what's your personality? Like who, what, what's the identity that you is truly you, right? And then the alchemy is actually bringing that forward and telling that story, right? And there's also the alchemy of the limiting beliefs that are keeping you from actually putting that out there. Totally. So moving through some of that stuff and discovering what those those limiting beliefs, maybe it's like, I'm afraid to be seen or I'm afraid to be an imposter or I I don't deserve it. I don't deserve to be successful or you know, I'm shy or whatever that is, right. It's starting to kind of like become aware of what those limiting beliefs are and then starting to curate this new identity. What's this, what is it? A, what are the belief systems that you want to adopt? What are your passions? What are your, who is the, what is the range of who you are? And then like, how do you start curating that visually? Right. What does that look like? What's what mm. style inspires you? What locations inspire you? What props tell your story? Like, what do you love to do? Are you into sports? Is family a big piece of who you are? Like, what is this story that you want to tell visually? And then the becoming stage is like what you talk about simply be right. It's like becoming a becoming that as a brand in and of itself, a personality, who you are, who you be in the world, but then also crystallizing that with a photo shoot. Like how do you tell that story visually? You know, part of that is hiring the right photographer and, you know, and finding the right, you know, the right person to help you tell that story. But you can also, the, the process is going to help you, uh, discover what these things are what is your story what is the story that you want to tell to the world and then you can even bring the, you'll bring that to the photographer that you want to work with and help them have them help bring that to life right so so yeah it really is you know the 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 personal brand part of it is really just that the visual personal brand is the crystallization of it but really this process is a is a personal development process it's a process of like of alchemy of of, of being becoming that which you want to be that that identity that you want to step into and the crazy thing is it's all a video game we're just like creating these avatars and then we get to like remake the avatar or we, we get to be whoever we want to be in this world amen amen it's all a game i love that you call it a video game it's a game yeah. the sure. other alchemy piece is the non-attachment to the identity 
Because the moment we get attached to the identity is the moment that our ego steps in and then things start coming crashing down. And, you know, the identity, the idea, the alchemy is like you are coming from a space within and creating in internally to externally versus needing the validation to keep you feeling good about yourself. I love you. <laughs> We're so aligned. I say all the time that Simply Be is a personal empowerment, personal transformation company disguised as a personal branding company. And that's simply because when you do this work, you you do, you alchemize, you step forward into the highest version of yourself that is rooted in service that you need to, to let go of self-limiting beliefs in order to step forward. You have to deconstruct your programming. You have to own your light. And at the end of the day, not attached to it because it's not about you. You know, it's yeah. about your contributions to the game. And hopefully we make the game better by, you know, being our avatars. So lo love this, love you, love this conversation. Honestly, like so many nuggets in here, so much inspiration. Thank you for opening up about your story. I'm sure you just gave us the highlight reel of those peaks and valleys, but I felt it. And I know my audience did too. And I just I'm really so happy that we know each other now. Like we're going to, we're going to weave lots of things together. I can see it. But before we, you know, get into all of that, would love to ask you one last question. And obviously Simply Be is my show. It's my tattoo. It's my brand, it's my book. But I would love to know, you know, those words have layers and I'd love to know what those two words mean to you. Yeah, Simply Be. Being is the hardest things, hardest thing in the world, right? And when we, we have to unlearn everything that we've learned growing up, to just be because we learn everything about doing and we are human beings, not doings. So I think simply being is getting to a space where you can peel all the layers off and be who you truly are in the world. Yes. Yes. We're both on a mission to helping people do that in our own right, which is so cool. So cool to, to align with like-minded souls. Yeah. So where can people find you? Where can people learn about your program, your your photography work? Pimp yourself out. Where are all the places? <laughs> Big pimping over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at Nick Onkin on Instagram is the is the kind of the hub, I guess. Instagram has just become the new business card. I have totally. like five other Instagrams that you can click to from that. The photographs one, the hats, and then Onkin.co is kind of the hub on the on the World Wide Web's where you can learn about everything that I'm up to, onkin.co. Amazing. We'll leave links to all of it in the show notes. And again, Nick, you're dope AF. And I'm just grateful that you came on and dropped your wisdom. I knew it. And this is amazing. This is an amazing episode. And thank you again for, for being here and for, you know, being in my world now. It's just the beginning. Yeah. Thank you. Likewise. Likewise.